0: Good afternoon everybody How y'all doing? It's your girl KDC back again Today we're going to talk about Once you get what you claim you want Is that it? Once you get what you claim you want Is that it? Well first of all, what does it mean? What is the definition of to claim something? When you're claiming something, the definition, first of all, is a transitive verb, meaning that something has to happen in order for the action of the verb to take place. But to claim something is defined as to act for, especially as a right. Before you claim it, him, her, them, in some form or fashion, You hear or see whatever it is that you're claiming. Hebrews 11 and 1 talks on faith, stating that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. To be able to see or hear whatever you want before it manifests naturally is faith. Moving along, okay, we're asking for what we want. And according to the definition that we already went over, we're asking as a right. Matthew seven and eight seven and eight reads, Ask and it shall be given you, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. Now David also tells us over in Psalms thirty seven and four that if we delight ourselves in him, he will give us the desires or the wants of our hearts. Okay. So, we asked for it. We get it. Now, there's two, one of two ways that we may have gotten it. One, either God gave it to us. Or two, we sought out our own way and God allowed it. it. One of the two. Either it was of God or it wasn't. And he just allowed it if it wasn't. Given versus allowance. Hmm. Help me, Holy he Ghost. Is that all it is to it once you get what you claim that you wanted? Is that it? By all means, no. We have to live and function every day thereafter we've gotten what we wanted. Now, of course, when we want and receive the things of God, it's easy to live life, you know, laugh, joke, and smile. But what about when it's not of God, but He allowed it? Okay, well, let's look at Abraham and Sarah. Over in Genesis 16, 1-4, when Sarah went and got Hagar because she couldn't bear Abraham a son, and she told Hagar to give him a son. And in verse 29, in chapter 21, 9 through 11, we see the results of Sarah's allowance, but not her given grant. Sarah started out, you know, of course, barren. And although God had spoken and promised that she would bear him a son, that which she did over in Genesis 21 and 2, she grew impatient. Like a a lot of us, we grow impatient. We hear, we see, and we know what God has said to us, but we get impatient. We want it right then and now. But in chapter 21 verses 9 through 11, after she had bore Isaac, she then wanted Abraham to get rid of Ishmael. Soon as what God promises has been manifested, then we want to go back and try to clean up our mess. Doesn't work like that. It put Abraham... In a very uncomfortable position to have to kill one and one lives. All because we wanted what we wanted that wasn't what God said, but because He allowed it. Okay. Paul talks about in Romans, the first chapter, verses 24 through 28. How God turned the people over to a reprobated, or in other words, an evil mind. Galatians 6 and 8 talks about when you instill your want or your flesh over God's will, it'll always end up in destruction. Every time it will end up just the opposite of what you want how you thought things were going to play out. So when you ask for something, don't ask under pressure or merely because it feels good because when the pressure decreases or subsides and the thrill is gone, hmm, there's an old blues song that said, when the thrill is gone, when the thrill is gone, when you've gotten your temporary fix and you've coming down off of your high, You, you, we're we're talking about you now. Not mama, not sister, not brother, not auntie, not uncle, not those friends that were in your ear. You're going to have to deal with the after effects of the choice that you made. And if God didn't tell you to make it, then you have to. Walk it out day by day. And thank God that He gives us grace and new mercies to be able to face those challenges that we put ourselves in. Thank God so much that He went to the cross, as it states over in John 3:16, for a time as this. He gave his only begotten son when we were in our mess, when we wanted what we wanted and wanted to do what we wanted to do. God had already went to the cross because he knew that somebody was going to choose their own choice over his will. But I thank God that even when that, he's always nigh. And he's always there to see us through. Even when we don't feel like it, when we feel like we've messed up too much. Okay, yeah, we had that baby out of wedlock. So what? Does that mean that God is not there? No. He's right there providing a way after way, opening door after door for you to do what you need to do, for you to raise that child, for you to be the mother, father that he has called you to be. You lied on them. They lost their job. Okay, does that mean that you're condemned to eternal hell for the rest of your life? That was 10 years ago. After you've repented and you've apologized, pick up the pieces to your life. That doesn't mean that it's the end. After you get what you claim you wanted, is that it? Absolutely not. Until next time, it's your girl KDC, KDC Movement.